This program is part of Film Geek Radio. Visit filmgeekradio.com for more great shows. This is Agents of Shield Cast, your source for the best analysis of the ABC television series Agents of Shield. With your host, Agent Andrew Johnson. If they can bring back Clark Gregg, maybe they can bring back Ed Norton. That'd be weird. Agent Bibbs Bibiani. I got all my ideas from Mr. Belvenier. Come on. Agent Gwen Reyes. Anybody that's not a huge Joss Whedon fan just really needs to pack up their whole life and move to another continent. And Agent Rod Morrow. I feel like someone just ran into your room and gave you a wedgie and then ran back out. They are the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division Critical Analysis Strike Team, a.k.a. The Shieldcast. Agents Assemble. This is episode number 15 of the Agents of Shieldcast. This is Film Geek Radio's weekly podcast devoted exclusively to discussion of the ABC television series Marvel's Agents of Shield. I'm Agent Andrew Johnson, and I'm joined by my fellow members of the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division Critical Analysis Strike Team. First up, he is an all around comics enthusiast and the founder of the Black Guy Who Tips Podcast Network, Agent Rod Morrow. Yo, what's up? Welcome back, Rod. It's been too long. I uh, appreciate it, man. I was enjoying the hiatus, but uh, I'm always uh, down to get some inside information. Yeah. Next up, she is a writer for RealVixen.com and a member of the Television Critics Association, Agent Gwen Reyes. Hey, guys. I'm so happy to be back home with you. Yeah, it's been a while since we've yeah, had you on, Gwen. it's been three episodes of oh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's too much. Yeah, and then, like, I think she was getting her brain worked on secretly. Probably. Mm-hmm. I went to Tahiti, guys. It was magical. <laughs> now you're working for the man. Yep. Oh, unfortunately, Agent uh, Bibbs will not be able to join us today. Uh, but that's okay. We're, this is just a special bonus episode of the show. And uh, as always, you can email us at shieldcast at com and access all of our episodes by subscribing to us on iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, if you like us, please leave us a review. That really helps us out a lot. And if you give us a good review, we'll make you an honorary member of the team. We also have a brand new voicemail line that you can call at 336-793-2509. So you can call and leave us some feedback there. This show is being recorded live at Spreecast.com. To receive updates on when we're going to be recording live, you can search for Agents of Shieldcast with all the periods in there and sign up to be alerted for whenever we do a live recording. You can also follow any of us on Twitter or film underscore geek underscore radio on Twitter for information on when we will be recording live, and we will give out those handles at the end of the show. What we're going to do today, uh, because this is a special bonus episode, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. unfortunately took another three-week hiatus, which <sighs> kind of sucks. I, I kind of wish that they would just go ahead and schedule out the rest of their episodes and, and stick to it. But they had to do what they had to do. Uh, so there's no new episode of the actual television show until next week on February f- uh, 4th. However, there have been a lot of announcements coming out about the future of the show and what the plans are. And one of our very own co-hosts, Agent Gwen Reyes, was present at the weeks-long Television Critics Association uh, press tour. So, Gwen, you got the scoop. I did. It was our last day. We got to go to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. set, and it was amazing. Yes, you got to go to the set. You were present at the panel discussion. It sounds like a pretty cool experience. So today we're just going to talk about 
that and what that was like and, and, and what new information has been revealed about the show. Uh, I should give a brief warning. We might be spoiling certain small upcoming aspects of the show. Uh, Gwen, if there's anything you know that has not been publicly announced yet, please do not tell us. Absolutely. Uh, there have been a few announcements, however, about some casting and about the plan for certain characters. So we will probably be discussing some of that. And uh, if you don't want to be spoiled, if, if you've avoided the news and the internet and you don't want to know anything about what's so going to happen. why are you here? <laughs> yeah, you might want to skip this episode yeah. of the Shieldcast. <laughs> go, go somewhere else. <laughs> yes, I, I will tell you there is one bit of information that came out. I was kind of disappointed uh, they revealed it early and I, I kind of wish that I didn't know it. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, so, so there will be minor spoilers moving forward. But let's go ahead and get started. Um, Gwen, I just want to start by having you tell us some general thoughts about your experience on the TCA press tour and your visit to the set. So just, just lay it out for us. Who did you talk to? I was like, to? do you want to hear a recap of my entire three-week experience in Los Angeles or just the day that I went to TCA? No, we, we, I mean, we don't have three weeks to, to sit here. I was like, I don't think anybody cares about the weird hallmark tv shows that i had to watch <laughs> no we'll just lay it out for us who did you talk to uh who, who, who's part of marvel's agents, agents of shield and uh, and what did you see while you were on set well um during so kind of the cool thing about tca is is that we have like it'll be a day long of panels based on the network and then at the evening you get to have uh these like all-star parties where they bring where abc or nbc or whatever brings all of the talent for their shows so that you can kind of like have drinks with them and chat with them about plot points and stuff. And I actually had the chance at the end at the ABC party to talk to Elizabeth Hendricks. So that was really, really cool. And she was a delight. And I think any boy who has a crush on her is rightfully so because she's just the most charming girl in the entire world. I'm jealous. Just a tiny bit. She was delightful. And like, it was funny because I was waiting in line to talk with um, Chloe Bennett, you know, because I was I, I was kind of struggling with talking about Chloe because I'm like, Sky's kind of the worst person ever. <laughs> and I didn't want to be like, hey, how does it feel to have like the worst character that does nothing? And it's just how does awful. it feel to have the Internet hate you? Yeah, I was kind of trying to figure out a nice way of asking that. And there's really no way of nicely asking how does it feel to be hated by the Internet? But I ended up talking to her a few days later when I was on the set of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And she actually, after talking to her, I was like, I really want Sky to do so much more because she is so delightful and just loves her fans and loves the show and is excited to get to work on something. And it's really only her second show that she's ever worked on. So right. it's really, really cool. Was there an air of desperation around the uh, set and uh, the cast and stuff? You know what? Actually, remarkably so. There, It was a little defensive, I would say. I think that the – because we actually got to talk to uh, Jeff Loeb, who is the president of Marvel Television, and we got to chat with uh, Jeff Bell, who's one of the three executive producers of the show. And, and he's my actual – of all of the stories that we've seen, he's my favorite writer who's also been doing stuff because he wrote Assets – um, and he's, he, I think he wrote, I don't think he wrote the hub, but he wrote another episode that premiered later. And he was really, really very honest and forthcoming about how the show needed to get its needed, needs more time and needed more people to kind of find it. And it wasn't going to be able to resolve issues within like three episodes. And they had been very calculated and considered of the fact that they were going to be bringing these characters back and the clairvoyance coming back and like all of these things that they've been building to. He talked about how they were laying 
they were laying little Easter eggs the entire time, which I was kind of like, well, I guess, you know, I think an executive producer is going to say that no matter what. But it did seem very like they were being very honest and very candid about the fact that there were some missteps. And it is really hard for them to do a 22 episode show because it takes them about a month to. And if we know anything about time and dates, they're only 12 months in a year. Mm hmm. And so that I think he was they were both very candid about the fact that they wish that it didn't take them so long. And sometimes they have to turn an episode around in 19 days, which after I saw the set and how beautiful it is, it is impressive to me that they're able to get all of their special effects and everything done within 19 to 30 days. Well, you said that the atmosphere was a little bit defensive. I guess that's not surprising since this 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 was a part of the press tour for the Television Critics Association, and the critical reaction to the show has been lukewarm, I'd mm-hmm. say at at best. So I, I guess it's natural that they might be a little defensive in a, in a room full of TV critics. Yeah. Did you get the sense like were they? surprised at all that the reaction was so mixed a little bit i think that they thought coming in that especially since it's got such ties to marvel and it had like colson and and clark gray coming into it i think that they had expected it to be that people would give it a chance and and it was funny to hear them to hear the both of the Jeffs talk about it as well as clark gray talk about how people are watching the show and they all admitted the fact that most they don't watch it week to week. They're watching it with like six episode chunks, which I think is just the the nature of how people watch television now. And they're watching them either on demand or they're saving them up because they want to be able to kind of absorb all the stuff that's happening. And they don't. And that was the thing that I thought they were most defensive of because I think that people ask them, "What do you say to some? What would how, what would you tell a fan who started watching it?" and then gave up, what would you say to get them back into the show? Which is kind of an abrasive question, but it's an honest question because that's kind of the problem they're having right now. And they said to just jump back in because there's, and as we've seen, I feel like this, this latter half of the show has been a lot better. And it's going in the direction that I think that they want to be going in. Yeah, and there's also not much you can say to something, to someone that is like, well, what, what do you want me to do? I stopped watching your show. It's like, yeah. well, keep watching it watch it again like there's really no like like a uh, way to answer that and then you know they've been like i've read a few articles where they've been like almost so forthcoming that it's almost apologetic to a certain extent and um i thought that they would defend their work a little bit more because i don't think it's as bad as the rep that it's getting but um especially like towards the latter half of the you know first half of the season or whatever but uh, they really seem to have just kind of bought into the idea that it's not uh, doing well and they have to make it up to everybody, which is fine with me. I mean, if that means it's going to get even better, then I'll take that, you know. But it, they really seem to be, like, hyper-focused on the critical analysis of it. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, uh, seven, their plus seven-day numbers are, like, I want to say fifth or something in the, the time slot or throughout the week. So, like... And, and and still first in like the 18 to 34 male demographic but it's like really weird how they like even they talk about the show like listen we know it's shit guys okay we're working on it yeah and that's the funniest thing in the world too because when i talk to them and i think that's just like ethereal sort of license on that because when i talk to them they seemed more like just give it another chance 
Mm-hmm. Like it's going to get better. And I, and I was telling people, cause I'm, it was so funny cause I'm on the set with people with a lot of colleagues. And I think there may be four of us that actually watch the show week to week. And I was saying, you know, if I didn't have to do the podcast, I don't think I would have stayed with the show, but I'm so thankful I did because I feel like the last, ever since the second episode when Mike Peterson came back, mm-hmm. it's been a much better show. Like ever since the hub, I think it's just kind of gone in the direction that I wanted to see it going in where it's balancing the comedy and the darkness and the emotional range. And, and that's what I think that show needs to be doing. And I think that they're going to be doing more of that, which is really exciting for me. Well, tell us more about the set. What, what all did you see? I assume you saw the, the sets for the bus Yes. So basically all I saw was the set for the bus. So the set is in three parts. You have the bottom set where, which is essentially the, um, the base of the, of the bus. So that's got where Lola and the, in the SUV hang out and then it attaches directly into the, into the, um, lab where Fitz and Simmons work. And it was really cool because it actually closes up and seals up and looks like a real plane. And it's all, there's a big drape around it. That's a green screen. So they can do all of their green screen on, on site. And the outside exterior of it is just wooden, but the actual set, and I've been on a couple of sets at this point, And this one was beautiful. Like the, anything that you see that's metal is really metal. The computers are really there. All of the screens are just like these giant flat screen TVs that are just really nicely encased. And they have, really cool little details and stuff in there. And I was really impressed. And then, so after we did, we hung out in there and and we were there, they had a couple of talent members and that was, um, the two Jeffs, the two executive producers, as well as Ming-Na and the actor that plays Grant Ward. And so we were in there and hung out with them for about 30 minutes. And then we walked across to another studio where the top half of the uh, bus is. And that is also really cool. Like they have all the bunk beds in there. They have a full kitchen, they have the little um, imagination room where they play again with the big TV screens and stuff. And that's where you could chat with Fitz and Simmons and they were kind of hanging out and, and then they have the living room and it was, it was just really impressive because it looked like a really, really nice airplane. And I was like, I can imagine in like 20 years, if this show continues to gain steam, it's going to like get some sort of Kickstarter or whatever crowdsourcing sort of fun to renovate it then because it's just it was a really pretty set. Is um when you said uh you got to talk to Fitz and Simmons, are they like are they in character? Or you mean just like oh no the actors, sorry. Okay, but yeah, they were so out as the actors and shooting mm-hmm. the shit, or they were on. They're hanging out as the actors, and they you can just go up to them and kind of have uh you just interview them for a few minutes and stuff, and you can just chat with them. It was kind of awkward because like everybody wanted to talk to Clark Gregg and I got pulled by a publicist to go chat with Chloe Bennett, which I was kind of like, again, ugh. but then she ended up being wonderful. And I was like, everybody needs to love Sky. They need writers need to do more with her. Okay. I, I want you to be honest, Gwen. Mm-hmm. Did you hit on Brett Dalton? No, I did not. I, I did not. I kind of think Brett Dalton doesn't like girls. Oh, spoiler alert. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> now that is some true behind the scenes inside info. It is a spoiler <laughs> for a lot of people. I kind of was getting that vibe. But I mean, I don't know. I didn't really. It was funny because I spent so much time talking with uh, Jeff Bell and Jeff Loeb that I kind of forgot about uh, Ming and Brett. And it was so funny because then I instantly remembered that I wanted to ask them both if they if they thought their characters had been hooking up for a lot longer than we saw. Mm-hmm. But then I got kind of interview blocked by a publicist. So whatever. Next time. So overall, I mean, did did you get the impression that 
they're fairly confident moving forward? Or do you feel like they're still trying to figure things out to a certain extent? I think they're fairly confident for their story for the rest of the season. Because it's kind of like, I forget which show it was that, oh, it's it's like Sleepy Hollow, which they realized that that's another show that they could not turn around in enough time. Like it was, they were, they're just running out of time as they film it. And I kind of feel like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is another one of those that maybe they need to move production earlier in the year. Like they need to take a couple of months off and then get back into production in, say, March or April for the next season. I think that'll help them. I also... You know, I think they're going to stick with the 22 episodes, and I think that they're happy with their time slot, which I was kind of shocked by because I thought maybe a eight o'clock time or a, a nine o'clock time slot would probably be better. For, I've been saying that for a long time, but they seem pretty happy. They seem pretty set for the rest of the season. Okay, and and you didn't get the impression that because the ratings have have fallen a little bit, obviously as, as Rod mentioned, it's still pretty successful. You didn't get the impression that they're thinking about canceling the show no i didn't they wouldn't i don't feel like they would have pushed for us to come if they were thinking the show would get canceled right i would be very surprised if the show ended up getting canceled after only one season i just don't see that happening i think that it's too honestly i i think that it's such an expensive show and i think it would be such an embarrassment for them if they canceled it this early i think they would keep it on for another a second season just to kind of make their money back right right. and it's and it's kind of a little too tied into this Marvel universe. Like maybe if there was like a lull between movies where like Marvel took a year or two off from putting out Marvel movies, maybe it would be more feasible, but with all the tie-in possibilities and, you know, kind of being a big ass commercial for the Marvel universe, I wonder if they would even really like what it would take for them to really get to the point where they're like, all right, this now serves no purpose for us. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, even if the ratings just suddenly bottomed out and pl- and plummeted, I really doubt that they would cancel it before the next Avengers movie comes out. Yeah, cause, like Avengers made a billion dollars. Like, right. And not to mention, like one um, one thing I did want to say was um, with those plus seven day numbers showing that so many people do watch this on DVR, like they are watching it. They're not deleting it. They just don't watch it the same time that they would watch, say whatever the competing shows are. I wonder how much uh, Netflix looks at that and goes, like just rubs their hands together. Like we're going to print money because this is already an audience that kind of is showing they would like to watch this, but at their own leisure, you know, on demand at their own time. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what Netflix is trying to offer with. Uh, I think it's like four different Marvel series. And mm-hmm. especially if they come out with them, uh, where you can just like watch all 13 episodes or so like they're gonna really like they're probably pretty uh looking forward to that because this is an audience that's already a little bit you know technologically aware a younger audience that uh wouldn't mind streaming something as opposed to just watching it on tv yeah i completely agree and i think that they're realizing that but it's it's also unfortunate because even though everybody on the show recognizes that people watch the show whenever they want to it's like, what good is that for advertisers? And so that's going to be a constant thing that they're going to have to battle. Yeah. That's why, I mean, Netflix is probably like, oh, yeah, because they don't give a damn. But, yeah, the I'm sure NBC is like, that. what good does that do us? <laughs> the way you said that, Rod, oh, yeah, I just had this image of, like, the Netflix logo busting through a brick wall like the Kool-Aid <laughs> band. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, uh, well j- just I, – I don't want to talk about this too much, but, but Gwen – 
while you were there, they did make some big announcements about what we can expect from the show moving forward. Uh, it sounds like next week's episode tracks is going to be... It's bananas. Yeah. So much stuff is... Like, when they were saying, and this happens on the 4th, and this happens on the 4th, I was like, guys, stop, stop, stop. You are really, really loading your deck. Luckily, one of the um, the Jamie Alexander episode is not next week. So that's going to come up in a little bit. So the Lady Sith is going to be visiting. So we will have another Marvel Cinematic Universe character coming into the into the fray. And I got to see a clip of that, and it looks awesome. Right. Lady Sif's going to be on the show at some point. They've announced, uh, I believe, Stan Lee might have a cameo next week. Yes. Yeah, I kind of wonder how long like they'll have Lady Sif and, Sif and stuff, because sometimes I think uh, when they start announcing these things, um, they get the audience like anticipation to a certain level, and then it's like, can you deliver? Because I wonder if if Lady Sif is big enough to do a um like a Nick Fury cameo. Like I don't know if people will be satisfied with that, but if she was in there for like ten minutes, then they'd probably be like, oh, that's you know this is awesome. So it's like a really thin line. Yeah, it's a it's it's weird because I also talked when I went to the How I Met Your Mother set. I also got to talk to Kobe Smolders, who right now has no plans of coming on to do another cameo on Agents of Shield because she's planning a move to New York City. But I totally agree. Like it's kind of like the, you get we get excited for these cameos, and then they're just like, eh, whatever. Right. But Lady Sif's she's basically a huge part of that whole episode, which is okay. well, I'm glad. I was kind of hoping they go for like lesser tier characters. Not that Lady Sif isn't awesome in the movies, but she hasn't really gotten her chance to shine in those mm-hmm. Thor movies, um, and she's a much bigger part of the comic books. Um, so is it, that would be a cool place to showcase like actors that didn't really get their time to shine on screen um like you know linda carter i mean i don't know how they would write linda carter in but you know like something like that where it's like okay this person has the you know ability to carry you know themselves well and do a good job acting but in this movie we're gonna cut down their part to two minutes and uh you know they're kind of wasted so yeah the news well they also announced that there's gonna be a couple new cast members that they're bringing on board also bill paxton's gonna have a, a a guest star Run. He's on for four episodes, that Bill Paxton. I cannot wait. I love Bill Paxton. Did you see any of that footage with Bill I Paxton? Got to see, I got to see footage, um, and he is playing a character called uh, John Garrett, which um, I'm sure Rod is aware of who that is. I had no idea, but he's another agent that works for S.H.I.E.L.D., and he's there doing stuff. <laughs> and he's a S.H.I.E.L.D. badass, but in the comic books, he becomes like a cyborg and shit, so I don't know how far they're going to go with this on the show, but... Um, that would be crazy to see Cyborg Bill Paxton. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, right now he's just on for four episodes, which is really, really cool. Um, and it's not like Bill Paxton has a lot going on right now. There's no Twister 2 in the works. So <laughs> he could he could be sticking around for a little while. That would be amazing if Bill Paxton became like a regular part of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I feel like immediately everyone would start watching the show. Well, I think it would be so cool is like what we were talking about a while ago, what we've been saying over and over again is that we want to see more of how the the like shield sausage is made. And so having more characters that come from the world of shield would be really, really cool to kind of be able to bounce back and forth. So I really hope that this might open the door for maybe even a Titus Welliver cameo, something that allows us to see more of just like the inner office workings of shield. Yeah, still needs a count. It needs to show why Colson's team is counterculture, and they've been doing like a better job of doing it without like hammering it in like every five seconds. Like uh, the episode um, after the break 
where uh veronica uh, victoria hand takes over for a while like where it's just a little it's not like terrible it doesn't detract or derail the show but just those little like okay so you guys are gonna do it your way i I see okay all right well whatever like i kind of like that more so i feel like a bill paxton badass uh version of uh a shield agent would definitely add some more like oh this guy's hardcore and colson's team is all soft and and huggy (laughs) <laughs> soft and huggy they do like to hug a lot alright well uh, we, we got a question in the chat room Terry wants to know did you see Lola guys not only did I see Lola I touched Lola no you what? didn't I, I no. did. what it was a thing that I did right after and it was so funny because they told us not to and I was like what and I just like totally hand slide the whole oh, way oh my god you are such a, a line stepper it was, I was like, I'm doing it. Well, it was so funny too, because usually when you go on sets, you're not allowed to take pictures or anything. You're just supposed to like have a visual of, in your mind. Um, and so I actually, had, before they told us that we were allowed to take pictures, I had one of my friends stand in front of me so that I could get a shot of Lola. Cause I was like, I'm not coming here and not t- see and not getting a picture of Lola to prove that I was here. Mm. And, um, and I did. And I was just trying to figure out how to put it up on the screen so everybody can see it. But you should have oh, if you if you put the link in there, I'll, I'll do it. Um, okay. You should have hopped into Lola and. See. Well, Lola was locked, so I couldn't. Oh. I couldn't do that. Was the roof on? The roof was not on. You got a Dukes of Hazard that shit, man. Just slide <laughs> right in there. Yes, and then that's when Marvel like <laughs> gets rid of me. All right. <laughs> but then you also become the Ages of Shield cast critic. Who made the news? So that's <laughs> we like we we have a celebrity like oh man uh, Gwen works for us and she totally got kicked off that set. <laughs> and then none of the n- no one who works on that show would ever want to appear on our podcast. No. Right. Well, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> now they know all my secrets. The publicist will be so pissed. They'll be like, "We told you you weren't supposed to touch it." And I was like, "I touched it and I took a contraband picture of it." What? <laughs> I see. It's a. It, it's, it is kind of a covert picture. You're behind another car, yep. and you, we do get a small glimpse of the back of Lola. You should take was, a picture of yourself touching it too. <laughs> but it was so funny because this picture is actually. I, so when they told us, they were like, "Don't let any sort of backstage stuff show." And then if you can, you can tell in that picture that I totally did. And I was like, "Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> They're not going to come get me." We hope. Yeah. yeah, and then they also had really yummy cookies, but I didn't take pictures of those because I ate them. <laughs> Shield has the best cookies. Shield That's had really, really did they tasty. Tell you cookies. about the Deathlock reveal too while they were there. They did. They did, and that was one of those things. Like I didn't want to. For me, I was like, I didn't know if, even though we saw it, I was like, I don't want to ruin who is going to be Deathlock because yeah. I don't want to be that person. I was like, I'll say Deathlock's coming, and I'll say J. August Richards is coming back. And he's now uh, a featured character, featured actor. But I wasn't gonna like say that he's playing that character. Cause well, you know, I, I don't blame anybody who they leaked that information to, like putting it out there. Because I they mean, they leaked it to us. I mean, I was in the room yeah, when they did it. They wanted to be out there. Obviously, I feel sad, kind of, that the culture around the show got that desperate, where they were like, "Okay, people, we need to start just telling people what's gonna happen," yeah. so they tune in to know, like. I like the idea of like kind of paying off investment and that, and honestly, these are some pretty big reveals that, you know, the nerd in me is just all giddy about, but it's also like, I'm a, I would have much rather like felt that that was earned through my loyalty of watching the show rather than like, 
here you go guys okay he's deaf like now please will you watch episode 10 he's like okay i guess you know <laughs> right like like I, I i don't even read the comics i'm not invested in the comics i don't even know who Deathlock is but i know on our last episode rod you predicted that he might be Deathlock. And, yeah. and now I'm kind of annoyed that that was confirmed. I think it would have been nice to discover that just by watching the show. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody go back two weeks, listen to the last episode, and listen to the sheer joy and excitement and speculation in my voice when I said that. And then think about how sad I must have been when I heard that on Twitter because I was so mad. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's just because it's one of those things like I, I still think it's totally cool to say the character's coming. And this actor is going to be here. But, like, actually linking them, I thought that was kind of... I, I'm not on the set or anything, but just through the press releases, they just seem desperate. That's why I asked that first question. They just seem like, oh, my God, people are going to stop watching, y'all. And they just start telling everybody stuff. And, uh, you know, then I think when it happens, you'll have people that would have been, like, blown away that are going to be more like, yeah. well, we knew Deathlock was coming. And uh, I didn't like the way they did his shiny right arm. It's going to be like, man, fuck that. Yeah. That was a cool moment. And now it's not anymore. Exactly. I mean, there's when you take all the fun surprises away from a show, it's like there's you and you could talk so much about the show without even having to talk about that you know so i i totally agree and i usually am all about spoilers and i don't really care but i was kind of i was kind of disappointed as well you brought up uh sleepy hollow earlier yes. and uh, i was My blown away show of 2014 or 12 yeah, 13 so so good right that uh, so the finale good. finale was so good and it's such a silly show it doesn't take itself that seriously the show is bananas it is like anything they can think of they're just like let's make that crazy shit happen and we'll figure out how to write it later mm-hmm. but um the the thing is i think it benefited from having a short season um because the pacing was super duper fast it was just like introduce this character this character's this character's son and you know like it was just like four episodes ago you just met this guy and um i wonder if ages of shield uh compared to that is like that's where it suffers is because yeah. 22 episodes trying to stretch these revelations out you just can't pace it but so fast or else you know by the end of like if this had the same pace in the sleepy hollow by the end of this season like everybody would be living on earth too or or like time travel back to 1940 like it would be something so crazy it wasn't even like the beginning of the show so it, it, i wonder if, if that's one of the things that's kind of uh hurts the show well and that's actually my that was my question to the jeffs i was like you know because they were talking about how they finally got their pacing right and we're trying to figure you know getting feel like they got in the groove and i was like well do you feel like having 22 episodes versus just 13 episodes was detrimental and they did not like that question very much how do you know they didn't like that question well, because he was incre- he was very vocal and open with other people, and then when I asked that, he they were like, "Ooh." Yeah did you, did anyone ask about Joss Whedon? Like, did, did did they like that question? Um, I don't. They didn't ask the the Jeffs about that. They may have asked Jed and um Marissa. I didn't bother talking to them. Well, maybe they're learning. You know, I like to be positive. Maybe they're learning on the job, and this time they're gonna use all the shit that they learned that to do wrong, and they're gonna flip it around. They're gonna do right, and they're gonna. Get this thing rolling for the second half of the first season. All right. Well, uh, I don't think I have a whole lot else that I want to talk about regarding your set visit, uh, Quinn. Have you caught up with the show now that the press tour is over? I, it was so funny because I, I was trying to – sorry, my dog is, like, losing a shit over there. I tried to kind of, like, bullshit it while I was on set because I hadn't seen three episodes of it because I'd just been <laughs> – 
I was like, I don't have time. I have to watch all these Hallmark movies and other stuff that I have to watch for work. And so when I got home on Sunday, it's like all I did was catch up on that and Doctor Who. Okay. But I am a caught up, and I and I love the last three episodes. I thought they were really, really good. Yeah, when you were talking, by the way, I'm going. I'm actually glad you said that, Gwen. Um, my wife was trying to catch up on the show, and she got like four, four to six episodes behind. Like she was way behind. So I watched them with her when she caught up. I think the show is better when you binge watch it. Like, yes, it just, it's so much better when you binge watch it. Yeah, it moves faster than people think if you binge watch it. If it just, if you have to wait a week between, it feels like it kills the the momentum or that it it's like barely creeping along. But when I was watching them back to back, I was like, oh, this is great. Oh my god. Oh, I remember this. And then I watched it week to week, and it's like, okay, it's a little slow this week. And that's why I think when it was trying to be a procedural that it worked better as a week to week, but now that it's trying to be serialized, which I'm really excited about, I, I'm excited, but nervous. Cause I even felt that way about breaking bad that I thought breaking bad was really hard when you had to watch it week to week. Guys, I'm so sorry. Winston really wants to be on this podcast. <laughs> he is just losing his mind over there. So that's not Loki. No, that's Winston. Loki okay. is a perfect angel. He's asleep. Okay. Oh, they're cunning bringing yeah. something up he's planning his he's planning our demise right winston on the other hand is a is like an, a bitter old man <laughs> okay so now now that you've seen the you, you've gotten caught up on agents of shield gwen and you visited the set and, and talked to the people who are running things are you feeling better about the show i am i am i think because i needed that personal connection that this is like people's jobs and this is a direction that I care about. And now that we finally got the reveal of agent Colson and like all of like that episode where, where he re- like, you find out what really happened and it's stuff that we had been thinking was going to happen the whole time, but it was just wrenching. Like that was such, I was so happy because that episode really reminded me of the episode when Buffy comes back from the dead and she's like dealing with it. I thought that that hit all of the best notes. I was like, this is the show I want to be watching. Yeah, and I actually liked the the following week's episode even better, and I I loved how they handled the reveals about Sky and what her origins are. And now I feel like they can go anywhere with that character. And that was such a surprise because we had been thinking it was going to be Melinda May, like we were thinking all of these things, and I was like, yes, thank right. you for doing something completely different than I expected. Right, and now I just feel like there there there's so much potential there that they could explore. And you mentioned that you talked to Chloe Bennett and you, you, you really like her. Maybe now she'll finally get some more stuff to do on the show and they'll really do some interesting things with Sky. I think so. Well, it's now that especially since she has to live up to the fact that she's like this remarkable being, they have to do something yeah. with her. Right. All these people died and she has, quote unquote, powers. So yeah. see what what that means exactly. I hope it doesn't fall into the vein of shows that I had to watch this time that were remarkable kids are so unremarkable. I'm tired of like remarkability. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think we already know what her powers are, though. We know that her power is that she's able to live in a van and still look amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah that's sure. true. She's got a lot of cover girl products in there and all kinds of a beauty regimen. Yep. It's amazing. Her, be- her, her, her hair and makeup never gets messed up, no matter what the situation. That's her superpower. Yeah, and apparently all hackers are extremely attractive. So it's mm-hmm. you know, a super hot hacker boyfriend. So uh, she's got it going on. In the yeah. wrong field. That's what I've no. learned. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, is there anything um, else that the two of you would like to discuss 
about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or about your set visit, Gwen, or, or just anything else you wanted to discuss? I'm, trying, I'm going back through my tweets that I gave because I was like, I want to make sure I covered everything. But no, I'm just super excited about Bill Paxton coming on the show. And now that Jay August Richards is going to be a regular, I'm excited about that because I love Jay and I think he needs to do all shows forever and ever. And so I'm excited. I just, I, I got caught up on Arrow over the break. Yes. And Jay August Richards is in an episode of Arrow. Mm-hmm. And it was just so weird seeing him on Arrow after seeing him on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., especially because on this episode of Arrow, he plays a bad guy. Ooh, yeah, a very non-talkative, uncharismatic bad guy, by the way. Yeah, yeah, he just goes around and shoots people. It's just super creepy, and it doesn't really make sense that, like, he's not, he doesn't really have superpowers or anything. He's just a guy that kills people <laughs> on that show. But, uh, yeah. Arrow's going to be my next show, guys, after I finish Doctor Who and and whatever else shows I'm watching currently. I have, like, four at the same time. And see, now he's going to channel that into Deathlock. Right. I hope so, man. I, I think now that we know he can be menacing and creepy, um, uh, he's going to be, you know, have to be probably programmed to be evil. Cause, so, uh, Rod, is Deathlock uh, a villain? No, but he um he's like he's a hero. A lot of times he's written as a hero, but he's like cyborg. So he can be controlled and shit. So I'm assuming we will see him be controlled as an enemy of the team for probably a while because, uh. You know, he's got the eye jammy, and he's going to be all super cyborged out with weapons and shit. It's going to be... And it's when they introduced him, Not to, I'm not spoiling anything, but when they introduced him, it was, like, really a very emotional moment. So we'll get yeah. to see him be kind of still have the humanity inside of him. They're going to probably have to, like, pull his son out in front of him and be like, are you going to kill him, too? And see if he'll break his brother. Uh, Heart-wrenching. Yeah, that would be super cool. That would be super cool. All right. Well, unless there are any more questions in the chat room. No. Nope. But then we only have one episode next week, and then it's a rerun again. What? What? Yeah. Sorry, what? guys. It's, it's, a, it's a fresh episode next week, and then it's a rerun the following well, week. You know what? As long as they can go a week without telling me some secret shit about the show, I'm fine. Take <laughs> take your break. That I'll be fine. Just don't take a break and then go, by the way, guys, such and such. Like, calm down. Shit. If we're going to watch. Just calm down. Yeah, I was kind of like surprised that they're. Oh no, I just lied to you. Okay, never mind. Don't listen to me. Oh, they'll be back. Okay, thank God. Because I thought that I had seen on my I, on my DVR that it was a rerun next week, but I just I'm, looked I'm, and I'm wrong. I'm nervous about them taking breaks, not because I can't stand the you know the the loss of the show. It's because I every time there's a break, they tell me a new secret, and I don't need that in my life. <laughs> I just want to watch the show. Show me, don't tell me. Yeah, I'm tired of all the breaks. Okay, they had a couple weeks off. For the holidays, and now they had three more weeks off after only showing two more episodes. They should have. They should have figured out what they what they want to do. They should be putting out the episodes and airing the week to week now. Okay, I don't want any more breaks. Takes them thirty days. We got lucky anyway because Gwen was in Tahiti for all that time, and it only seems like in podcast land like she was gone for like. I know. I was like, these six weeks you guys are talking about, they were just delightful. I watched a lot of Once Upon a Time. (laughs) <laughs> and like Sons of Anarchy was back. Caught yeah, up next, on all the good stuff. Next thing you know, Gwen's gonna be showing up in some doctor's backseat of his SUV. Uh like, what did you do to me? <laughs> all right. So Gwen, you're saying there will not be a rerun? Yeah, no, I, I lied. I, I thought that I saw that on my Netflix or not my Netflix, on my D V R, but I didn't. I just lied to you. Never mind. Don't listen to me. 
Okay. Well, I'm looking at the list of episodes on Wikipedia, and they only go up to, to next week's episode, so I don't know what's going to happen after that. I hope they aren't going to take another break. Yeah, well, right now it says that episode 14 is supposed to air on the 11th, and episode 15 is supposed to air on the 18th. Okay. So that's reassuring to me. All right. They just take, they take breaks, and then it'll be like, and guys, guess what? Tom Cruise is going to be in this episode. But <laughs> they should just be like once upon a time and like do 13 episodes take a four-month break film and then do the other 13 episodes i will i would love that i actually think that would probably improve the show all right well that'll wrap it up for this episode of the agents of shield cast write in and let us know what you thought of uh, all these new revelations and what you thought of uh, gwen's set visit uh, let us know what you would ask the people behind Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. if, if you had the chance. Uh, you can email us at shieldcast at filmgeekradio.com or comment on the website at filmgeekradio.com. You can also leave us a voicemail through the website or call us at 336-793-2509. Uh, be sure to subscribe to us through iTunes and Stitcher. And if you like us, please write us a review. That really helps us get the word out about the show. And if you really like us and you'd like to financially support the Shieldcast, you can donate to us by going to filmgeekradio.com and clicking the Donate button. Uh, you can also use our affiliates page to visit some of our partners, including Amazon. And anything you purchase from our affiliates, if you uh, use our site to get there, we will get a small percentage of whatever you spend. So you can buy something for yourself and help us out at the same time. Valentine's Day is coming up in a couple weeks, so go buy something special for your significant other, that special person in your life. Or Tom Hiddleston. You can buy something for him, too. Buy something for Tom Hiddleston. He's my significant other, so I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, visit Amazon, use our site to get there, and that'll help us out at the same time. Uh, as always, be sure to check out other great shows on Film Geek Radio, including Cinema Fix, The Thin Place, and our new podcast all about the HBO series True Detective, Detect This. Gwen, thanks for coming on to talk to us about uh, your set visit and everything that happened on the press tour. I look forward to discussing next week's big Big reveals with you. Apparently, a lot of stuff's going to happen. So much stuff. All right. Well, where can people find more of your work? Um, you can find me at Twitter forward slash Real Vixen, as well as RealVixen.com and RedCarpetCrash.com and Today Show or the Today.com as well. I wrote an article about American Idol for the Today Show. Awesome. Sweet. Agent Rod Morrow, where can people find you? You can find me at theblackouttips.com, iTunes, and Stitcher, theblackouttips.com, uh, theblackouttips, and uh, Potomatic, also theblackouttips. So, oh, and if you want to see me live tweet TV shows, follow me uh, at Rod Live Tweets. And uh, Winston, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me an- annoying my mom every single day <laughs> of the fucking world. <laughs> It's killing me over there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can find my uh, my film reviews over at moviemezzanine.com. You can find my TV criticism at patheos.com. Uh, you can also find me co-hosting a few other podcasts on Film Geek Radio, including Cinema Fix and Detect This. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at writerandrew so we can keep talking about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That'll wrap it up this episode. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. This has been a Film Geek Radio production. Film Geek Radio! Yeah!